Deputy Madison Sperry talks about her intuition kicking in in what would become a very important traffic stop. Nothing like that, but I think I was behind them, just driving behind them and saw that they didn't use their turn signal. So I went ahead and, you know, uh, lit them up, you know, with my red and blues. They pulled into a gas station. I walked up to the car and I observed three very large, muscular males inside the car. Um, you know, asked him, Hey, what are, you know, what are y'all doing? And they're like, Oh, we're coming from our friend's house, you know, kind of deal, whatever. Um, but you know, it's one of those things like your, your spidey senses kind of kick mm-hmm. up and it's like, Hmm, you know, there, there's something a little off with this, um, kind of deal. So I had another unit, the, the other deputy who was on the street, he had already, uh, started coming my way. So he was on scene and, um, you know, I just, I just had that feeling that, you know, there, there's something afoot here. Welcome to Game of Crimes. So what people don't understand or realize is that the one thing that all criminals, whether they just committed a murder, a bank robbery, they just, you know, pushed an old lady down down the stairs, whatever it may be. What is the one thing that all criminals have in common? They all have to drive. So even if their vehicle has all of the equipment up to date, you know, their registrations up to date, whatever, they may just so happen to forget to use their turn signal. And so part of my job in particular is trying to utilize my dog. So what that means is I am looking for things to get him into, um, whether that be taking guns off the streets, um, seizing narcotics or money, you know, large amounts of U.S. currency that's been used to purchase contraband or, you know, is the result of selling contraband. And so, like I said, in my particular department, we are not as call uh is is canine call responsive as say like the sheriff's office and so there might be times where we are having to find our own dog work so yes i run a lot of traffic because i my main goal is to get guns drugs money and bad guys off the street and how do you do that traffic stops um so, you know, it's, it's, it's not nitpicking. Um, you know, people might think, oh, you know, they didn't use their turn signal or, or, you know, whatever, but I'll tell you what, uh, there was one night that we were working an initiative in a very, a, a little more dangerous side of town, um, than what we normally patrol in. Like this area is just no, it's a high known, um, crime area, uh, a lot of, uh, weapons, a lot of drugs, a lot of, a lot of, you know, stuff like that, um, violent, violent crimes happening in this area. And so we were working a traffic initiative and it was a zero tolerance. Um, so basically if you saw any infraction, whether it be, they didn't use a turn signal or, you know, at night equipment violations are the easiest to spot, you know, Hey, their, their taillight or their headlights out, or even, you know, here in Texas, you have to have a, a little license plate light that illuminates your mm-hmm. rear license plate. So, you know, a lot of people don't know to check that, you know, Hey, is my license plate light on, you know, kind of deal. And so, uh, there was one night in particular, this was a couple years ago, we were running an initiative and um, I think there was like six of us out there. I was, it was I was one, myself and another deputy were the last ones on the street because everybody else had already gotten felony arrest. Every single one of them had gotten felony arrest just in this particular um, grid, you know, this little block of, of area that we were working. And, and you know, left out. 
No, well, no. So I wasn't because I, I was canine utilization on a lot of their stops. Mm. So when we do these, I'll kind of sit back and be available, you know, because a lot of times people will, hey, can I search your vehicle? They'll say no. You know, so we can utilize these dogs for a freer sniff around the exterior mm-hmm. of these people's vehicles. And if the dog alerts to the presence of narcotics that he is trained to detect, that is now our probable cause to search this vehicle. So, so I got to ask you, Madison, are some of these guys that call you over now the ones that kind of gave you a hard time first? But when you come over and make their case for them, all of a sudden you're like, oh, OK, I guess you're OK. <laughs> no, not not too much. Like I said, I mean, that, that kind of subsided pretty quick because they saw, you know, hey, I can handle myself. Um, I, you know, like I said, I, I, I showed them, Hey, I deserve to be here. And I'm, you know, kind of deal. Yep. Um, so no, I, I would say I have a very, a, a pretty good working relationship with the majority of, of the people that I do work with. Um, now, um, I've got some really phenomenal partners who, um, you know, the, uh, two or three nights ago, um, you know, when myself and my partner, um, are chasing three suspects who just shot up a neighborhood, you know, we're chasing them along a bayou. Um, you know, kind of deal. So, I mean, I, I trust these guys, you know, and I, and, and I need them to, to trust me trust and know you. that, yeah. you know, Hey, I might, you know, because I get told it all the time, you know, Hey, you're just, you know, you've got a pretty face, you know, but can you handle yourself? Yes. Like, look, I'll be the first one going through that door, you know, and, 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 and I, I know I'm kind of sidetracking a little bit, um, or, you know, kind of, kind of getting off. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize is when you have dogs, a dual purpose dog, we are the first ones going into a lot of these scenes, yep. mm-hmm. you know? So if we're going into a building searching for a suspect who just shot at somebody and ran into a building or whatever, guess who's the first one is going in? That's me and the dog. So right. I can't be afraid. I have to be able to handle myself, you know? So for anybody to even doubt that or question that based off how somebody looks, is just, it, it's just, it's mind boggling to me. But, um, you know, I, I guess that's society. There are today. still Neanderthals out there, but, you know, they, they are slowly going away as right. you do this. But <laughs> going back to what you're talking about, so you've got, you've got, uh, you're working this saturation patrol basically, and now you're, you're coming up on this car and um, yeah. let's take her from there. So I see a vehicle make a left-hand turn um, at, at a light and they didn't use their turn signal. And so, you know, like I said, it's just me and another deputy out there. We're the last ones. Um, so I was like, you know what? They didn't use their left turn signal. I'm, I'm going to pull them over. So they pull into a parking lot. Why they didn't run and, and start a vehicle pursuit, I, I just, I still looking back to this day, I'm like, it blows my mind. But they didn't. Now, they, now tell me real quick, you came up, were you behind them or did you pass them? Or did they, the reason I'm asking is that you talk about looks can be deceiving. If did they ever see you prior to that point to see, hey, you look like a female, you look like somebody we could take if we had no. to, or did they see you at all? No, I, you know, if if memory, like I said, this was a couple years ago. I think I was behind them, just driving behind them. Um, okay. And you know, they can't see in my car anyways because my window tint is is as dark as it can be. Um, you know, just to help keep the cool the the car cool for the dog. Um, so no, I mean, they even if they had seen me, they would not have been able to see that it was a female. Um, nothing like that. But I think I was behind them, just driving behind them and saw that they didn't use their turn signal. So I went ahead and, you know, uh, lit them up, you know, with my red and blues, they pulled into a gas station. I walked up to the car and I observed three very large muscular males inside the car. 
um, you know, asked him, Hey, what are, you know, what are y'all doing? And they're like, Oh, we're coming from our friend's house, you know, kind of deal, whatever. Um, but you know, it's one of those things like your, your spidey senses kind of kick mm-hmm. up and it's like, Hmm, you know, there, there's something a little off with this, um, kind of deal. So I had another unit, the, the other deputy who was on the street, he had already, uh, started coming my way. So he was on scene and, um, you know, I just, I just had that feeling that, you know, there, there's something afoot here. Um, you know, because a, their stories had kind of already conflicted a little bit, you know, one said they were coming from a party, one said that they were coming from somewhere else, you know, kind of deal. And, uh, so anyways, I asked them, you know, I got their, I got their names and stuff. Um, and then I asked them for consent to search the car and, uh, they denied it. And I said, okay, well go ahead and step out, you know. Um, now at this point, do they know you're a canine officer? Do no. they have any idea there's a big ass dog back there? No. Uh-uh. Okay. No. And, and luckily, like who's I said, hungry who, that hasn't played in a while and looks at everybody like right, a piece of chicken. Right. And, and luckily, you know, like I said, these, these, these males were very large. I mean, it, I mean, they were, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm five, eight. I mean, I, I can carry my weight pretty well, but you know, these guys are, are fit, muscular, you know, whatever. Well, my partner showed up and he, he's a big guy too. So, you know, two on three, you know, kind of deal. So we started getting them out, you know, I explained to him, uh, you know, Hey, yeah, y'all denied consent or whatever, but, uh, I am a narcotics canine unit. So what I'm going to do is utilize my dog for free or sniff around the exterior of your vehicle. You know, if the dog alerts to the presence of narcotics, you know, we're going to get in and, you know, check it out basically. So detained all three of them. Cause like I said, you know, I had that reasonable suspicion. So, something was up, but you know, and you're and, skipping over. Hold on. So you said you detained. Let's talk about the process. So people understand just these, these are big guys. So what does that mean to detain three big guys where it's just you, your dog and your partner? So being detained does not mean that you were under arrest. Um, being detained is just for my safety um, and also the safety of them. You know, yes, they're being put in cuffs. So I forgot to mention that the back the back passenger had kind of been reaching. You know, he was leaned down reaching as I walked up. So that's as they a, say in police terms, he was making furtive movements. Yes, Your Honor. He, yes, he was making furtive movements. And so, you know, again, I had reasonable suspicion to believe that you know something something was up. Okay. Um, you know, they denied consent. Most people don't deny consent to search a vehicle unless they they really are hiding something, you know, kind of deal or they're, they're concealing something or, you know, something's up. So I get them out. Um, and, and a lot of times too, you know, they're detained. So when you're a canine unit, you don't have a, a, a cage, a suspect cage in the back of your car. So I cannot put a suspect in my car. So these guys are standing in front of my car. They're always out with me. So yes, I will detain them, temporarily detain them, you know, put them in handcuffs. They're not, again, they're not under arrest um, at this time. They're just being detained. I pat them down, make sure that they do not have any weapons um, on them, um, you know, because people in handcuffs can still shoot. And before you go any farther, I watched a video this morning. I think it popped up on Facebook. I almost shit my pants when I saw this one. It's a det- it's a video of them bringing somebody into a detention facility, you know, a booking area. Guys in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. And the officers are just lollygagging around. The guy's in handcuffs behind him. And they bring him in and they like uncuff him. And they take the other cuff off and he's on the wall. Then he turns around and you can't hear what he's saying, but you can see what he's doing. He's going, look, I've got something here. He lifts up the side of his shirt and the dude has got a nine millimeter handgun in a waistband, belly band. And he picks it up and he hands it to him. And it's like, <laughs> how the fuck do you get into a booking area with a loaded weapon? Not hit. He's in a pair of shorts, you know, like gym shorts. Yeah. How was it and, missed? You know, how was it missed? You know why? Because to your point, people forget. I can't, how many cops have been shot and killed 
by a weapon that they missed riding by, by suspect riding in the back of a car. Right. Sorry, that was my divergent training. If you're listening to their training, if everybody gets searched, everybody gets everybody searched. gets searched. Uh, you know, or, or patted down. Everybody gets patted down. You know, you're just you're feeling for weapons. I'm a civilian. For- everybody gets searched. I don't have to worry about the Fourth <laughs> Amendment. But everybody gets patted down for their safety and yours. Yes, right. Yes, for for yeah, for it, it, it's all about safety. It really is. Um, so, uh, you know, detain them. Um, Explained what I was about to do with the canine. I bring canine Lamans out, run him around the exterior of the vehicle. He alerts to the presence of narcotics inside the vehicle. Um, well, when you said that, you told them what you were going to do. Did you get any reaction from any of them? Did you get a physical no. reaction or anything? Or they just not? They, they just kind of were just like whatever, you know. They just kind of at, at that point, a lot of them won't won't say anything, you know. Um, so no, it was a and and I believe okay. if, if memory serves me correctly, I, I we did put two of them in a car, um, in, in my partner's car, um, and then he watched the third one, you know, because all three of them weren't going to fit in that car. Um, so anyways, canine Lamont's alerted to the presence of narcotics on that vehicle. Uh, I conduct a probable cause search. I find a, an eight ball of cocaine in the, uh, the ashtray that's like underneath the radio area, you know, that little storage mm-hmm. compartment right there found that there was a, uh, fire, a loaded handgun under the driver's seat. There was a loaded. Now, hand- when you found that, w- when you found that, I, when I've done stuff like that before too, I just crap, kind of crap my pants and I go, like you say, Oh, even though you're being safe, you're walking up. If they've got that in their hand, you know, it's it's not much for them to just reach out a window and start shooting. No, it's it's, it's not. And actually in Houston, we just had that happen uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, they were getting him out and he pulled the handgun so fast. Um, you know, they, they released the body camera on it and he pulled that handgun so fast. I mean, it, it's just, it, it's it's incredible. You know, their action is always faster than our reaction. Um, right. And it's, it's just insane. Um, and no, I don't really get that like, oh, crap moment, you know, when I do find guns. Um, it's one of those like, huh, no, well, this could have gone to shit real quick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but finding them, no, it's just like, huh, okay, well, you know, it is what it what is. What else is here now? Right. So uh, found a found a firearm underneath the driver's seat. There was one behind the driver's seat, which is where the passenger who was reaching uh, that's the area that he was reaching towards. Um, so there was a firearm within immediate reach of him, the driver, and then also the front right passenger. There was one under his seat. So, so you got three weapons out of the car? Three weapons from three suspects. Yes, sir. Um, plus an eight ball of cocaine. It was going to be a party. Cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. You know, what do we have? Blah, blah, blah. So I have our dispatch, our communications, uh, run the weapons. They're stolen out of, um, Another county, uh, gosh, I can't even remember now who it was. But anyways, so they come back, you know, reported stolen, whatever, cool. Um, About 10 minutes later, I get a phone call from a detective from that county. Because I guess whenever whenever our dispatch ran the firearms, they got an alert, you know, and Mm -hmm. it was, hey, this firearm, you know, whatever. So she calls our dispatch, gets in contact with me, and she's like, hey, who do you have? And so I tell her, you know, the, the names of these three guys. And, um, apparently (laughs) they had been on the run for six months. They were, uh, doing home invasions, pistol whipping old ladies, um, committing aggravated robberies. Um, but they had done a string of home invasions, armed home invasions recently. And, um, the, uh, the feds were trying to track and locate them. Um, so they had been trying to do that for six months and they had been unsuccessful. Um, and here I am, I pull this car over, 
just for not using their turn signal. And here we go. We now have all three in custody with the same weapons that they had been using in these armed robberies and home invasions, um, all because they didn't use their turn signal. So why, why do you think they didn't resist at all? I, I you know, I, I don't know um, that still to this day, I don't know why they didn't run. Um, you know, well, clear, clear, clearly or, they, well, run, run drive or away. three guns. Yeah. 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 Or, or use guns, you know, yeah. it's just, it, I don't know. I mean, maybe they thought that, you know, nothing would come of it. You know, they're going to tell me, no, I can't search it. Well, they clearly didn't know I had a dog in the car, um, you know, that detects cocaine. And they thought they were just going to drive off and be okay. Right. Right. However, though, now here's here's a little inside baseball. Maybe you'll learn something today. So you're saying, how did the detective find out about it? So having being a detective who used to, I was the first guy certified actually in Kansas to be an NCIC operator. So I was a sworn guy. So I went through. So one thing I learned is that I used to think, oh, you got a stolen car. That's good. No, what they have to do is they actually have to teletype the agency and say, you have to, you have to have confirmation of the hit. It's a hit is probable cause to detain, or it's enough to detain, but it's not probable cause to arrest. You have to get confirmation of the hit. So what they did was they teletyped the agencies confirming, hey, are these still active stolen weapons? And then when they did, somebody notified the detective because, why do I tell you that story? I also had to write a dear colonel letter when I shot a radio in my patrol car, stopping a car one night. Oops. With, and I, was, I was actually, long story short, but um, been up all night working an accident. I had to swap out cars. So I'm headed to Topeka and I get behind this vehicle and I run the tag and it's stolen. So I get another trooper to help me. I'm like a hundred miles away from my home headed to Topeka. And I'm so tired. The car I was using didn't have a tilt steering wheel. My car had a tilt steering wheel. So every time I got the shotgun out, I shoot left-handed. I brought it out. Well, my shotgun hit the bottom of the steering wheel. My finger was on the trigger, which it shouldn't have been because I was tired. My shotgun went off through the back seat, blew out my radio only to find out what? Oops. The car was not stolen. It had not been taken out of NCIC. <laughs> and I shot a defenseless radio and scared the hell out of three older people for nothing. It there happens. You go. It happens. Do you know, really, do you know why he was the first person certified to do that? To keep me off can, the road. Can you read that sign there? Because he's a nerd. <laughs> nerd, nerd. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, so I, I, I like to tell people that story. Um, and, you know, I mean, I have a lot of others too, but that one in particular, you know, always stands out because, you know, you'll, you'll always see people quarterbacking the police. Oh, they're doing oh, yeah. a speed trap or, oh, they have a quota. So that's why they're, you know, they're pulling right. people over for not using their turn signals. But again, what they don't realize is every criminal has to drive. So whether that be, you know, I mean, what, what if they had some human trafficking victims in the car, you know, some kids or, or, you know, whatever you just, you never know. And so simple traffic stops that people may find petty can actually lead to some big things. Absolutely. Let's now, let's is, not go ahead, Steve. Is Quail, is Quail looking at you right now? Yes, come here. She thinks that you're talking to nobody. <laughs> here she wants. To, she's now gonna. Oh, there goes the computer. Yeah, so she is now yeah, trying like to a... sit in my lap. Here, Quella, you want to say hi? Speak, <laughs> speak, sweet. speak. Hello, Quella. Speak. Hello. Speak. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Hey, speak. Hey, speak. Well, oh, now I have my other ones coming too. So they're all like, hey, let's, let's say hi. <laughs> Get down. Look, I have two now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Get down. For a listener, she has Off. two Get of these down. dogs up in her Off. lap right now. Just Off. just don't, don't, don't say the attack word. Hey, speak. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There go. <laughs> they said hi, everybody. <laughs> what, what, what is your, uh, now what, are, what language are they, uh, do you give your commands in? So all three of mine are in Hungarian. So you just the, said speak in English. I'm sorry. 
You just said speak in English. So, yes. So, speak and treat, they know in English. Everything else is in Hungarian. <laughs> the minute she said treat, three more dogs came up. Right. What did you say? Right. A neighbor's dog came over. Yeah. So, hey. so now, because they're not getting the attention from me, they're actually about to start wrestling. So, if it gets loud, that's what you're hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, uh, we t- this is in real time, but let's not skip too far past the arrest here. So um, how did you find out? So w- did they give you their true identification? Did you have to discover it? Because guys like that that are wanted probably aren't going to give you any ID, or were they stupid enough to do that too? You know, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I, I have a mobile fingerprint uh, aphasing Yay. system. So Those are fun. Yeah. So even if somebody doesn't give me their, their name and date of birth, or I think they might be lying about it. I can use my mobile fingerprint system. Um, it'll scan their finger and it'll pull up their, you know, all of their information. If they've, if they've ever been arrested, you know, they, they have, you know, databases with the FBI, all sorts of stuff. So mm-hmm. it'll pull up their mugshot, their picture and all of their information. So I'm sure I did that. Um, yeah. So it, it's, it's a very, very handy tool. Um, we're, we're fortunate to be one of the only ones in the area who has them. So we are constantly being requested by other agencies. Hey, do you have, can you, can we get a mobile APHIS? Um, you know, which is. So for the unindoctrinated out there, that's, uh, automated fingerprint identification system. So that's, but that, but let me tell you, uh, uh, that is such a huge thing because people can lie to you about their names. The one thing they can't really lie about is their biometrics, their fingerprints, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't lie about those. Now, um, did you find out that night, all the things they were wanted for? Did you find out later? So I arrested them for possession of a controlled substance and, you know, crazy story. Um, I actually had our, our district attorney. So here in Harris County, we have to get every arrest, um, basically blessed by the Harris County district attorney's office. So we have to call them and say, Hey, this is what I have. Can I arrest? Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. So while you're out in the field, you want to arrest somebody, you got to call and get an okay. Yes. Yes. On, on everything. Yes, Why? I, I, that's just how Harris County is. We So we have to call, present the facts of the of the situation, you know, hey, I pulled over a car for this. They had, you know, cocaine, stolen guns, whatever, you know, are you going to take the charge? Yes. Cool. So they, the district attorney that I had, the assistant district attorney that I had talked to, I gave her, you know, all the information. One of the guys had actually not been handled in Harris County, so he didn't pull up. Um with any priors or anything, we actually let him walk. Uh, I did not have any charges on him. He was the backseat passenger. Um, so he actually got to walk. Um, because remember at the time I did not, prior to this point, I did not know that they were involved in all the home invasions and all of that. That came shortly after, um, like literally 10 minutes after, um, I'd already released this guy. We're on the way to the jail, you know, whatever. And, um, so yeah, in, in Harris County, even if it's a a DWI or whatever, we have to call, Hey, pulled this car over for, for this and this, this is what I saw, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So they have ADAs on call 24 hours a day for you. Yeah. 24 seven. We have to call them on everything. Um, yeah. So we, we have to get their, their permission to arrest and they can decline charges too. Um, you know, eh, no, we're not going to take it, you know, kind of deal. So anyways, arrested two of them. Took him down to the county jail. Uh, that's when the detective was in contact and said, hey, uh, what do you have? Told her, hey, we've been looking for them for six months. Okay, cool. This is all their info. They're down at the jail. They took it over from there because they're like, hey, this is going federal. So, you know, that that was kind of cool. You know, one of those like, wow, you know, it's amazing what one little simple. What, what, you what think about is the simple. third person? 
Go back uh, to the third person now. So, so, so I had already had him identified. They went and picked him up. They went and found him and picked him up. I just didn't oh, cool. have Yeah, I just didn't, didn't have, have enough to catch him. To, was he part of the Was he part of the uh, uh, home invasion yes, gang then? Yes, all three of them. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All three what of them. What were the feds looking at him for? Be, uh, for those home invasions. And then also they had a lot of uh, counterfeit money um, that they would oh, hit. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it was just a whole string of things. Did they try to bond out with their counterfeit money? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I, I, I'm not quite sure on that. I don't. I don't think. They yeah, made how does it that work? Yeah, yeah. That's a nice hey, lick. That's a good. But knock. the but for the arrest though, um, with those guys, once you got that, now, I like the, the reason I ask this is that they had a lot of weapons in there. Now, is your dog cross trained in detecting weapons as well as drugs, or is that a separate discipline? That's separate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so he's only I, that, he's only trained to detect the odor of narcotics and then also the odor of man. Um, now he has found some firearms that have had you know so with humans sent on them or or narcotics sent on them. You know, okay. I found he found one uh, firearm that was in some bushes, and when we you know slid it back to lock the lock the slide, there was marijuana residue inside it. You know, like so it's what it's, a hell it's, of a. Weed pipe. Hey, man, I'm smoking a nine millimeter right? today. You know? Right. And, you know, a lot of these people who are touching the drugs, they're touching these guns. So, you know, that odor is kind of mixing. So, you know, um, so, yeah, he's he's found some guns based off that. But, no, he's not just trained to detect the odor of a firearm or the, you know, the powder or anything inside the ammunition. So the reason I ask you that is I want to get into the next part. And we want to preface this by saying when our interview was originally scheduled, because we I think we had a couple scheduling conflicts, um, Uvalde had not happened yet. So that our conversation was going to be a little different based on that. Now, it's going to be a little different now based on that. So we talked a little bit uh, beforehand. And it's like, let's talk about now the canines for kids, because I think a lot of people... Um, they get some misconceptions about what a dog could do in a school or, or, you know, some of the things that we can do. But I thought it was very interesting, especially what you were saying. There's some things it cannot stop. Look, we cannot stop everything, but for the things that it can stop. And I look at some of the kids that come into the school, like, uh, you know, that walk in or kids that are bringing guns in their backpack. Let's talk a little bit about the creation of canines for kids. Um, you know, tell us about what you know about the origin of that and why you pick, why you, I say pick, why you chose or for what you know about why Christy chose to do something around the canines for kids and what the, what the purpose of the dogs are. Cause you've got a dog you use just for that, right? Correct. And so, and so for those who are not familiar, so Christy started canines for cops, which is a nonprofit that raises money to purchase fully trained police dogs for agencies all across the country. Um, she's donated over, I believe it's now up to like 250 canines across the country. And now mind you, just so y'all know, most of these dogs cost anywhere from 10 to $25,000 each. So she is raising this money to purchase these fully trained police dogs for agencies. And then she's donating them. So it doesn't even cost the department a dime to get these dogs. So Canines for Cops had already been started, and I believe it was after Sandy Hook um, is when she decided to start uh, the initiative Canines for Kids. Her vision for that was placing dogs into schools. She's already been placing them into police departments to serve the streets and communities. Now let's start Canines for Kids where we can place these dogs in schools. And what these dogs are trained to do is to detect weapons 
detect narcotics or detect explosives, um, you know, bomb dogs kind of deal. Um, are they cross-trained in patrol, uh, you know, as in terms of attack, or are they just are they just trained only in the detection? Generally, no. They are not trained in patrol. Um, they're going to be single purpose for the most part. Um, and, and a lot of them are non-intimidating breeds, such as, uh, you know, like German shorthead pointers, um, you know, dogs like that. You won't necessarily see as many Belgian Malinois or German Shepherds per se, because, you know, a lot of the kids get a little intimidated by that. Um, so you'll see kind of some uh, quote unquote friendlier breeds whose noses that's are, like at the are airport. phenomenal. Yes, yeah, exactly. The that's, USDA yes. with the beagles, you know, yep. and it's like, but that's, the that's beagles exactly. are sniffing out ag products, which by the way, you have a degree in agriculture as we've de- determined in a minor in yes. ag business. So <laughs> you know about all of this. Correct. Yeah. Um, the airport dogs, yeah, they do use uh, friendlier looking dogs. So so the, the people inside the airport are not as intimidated. Um, but the majority of the dogs that are going into these schools, that, that canines for cop, Canines for Kids places in these schools um, generally are going to be single purpose. Um, and so they're there to detect, um, you know, firearms, wh- wh- whatever, whatever that school believes that, hey, this is what we can benefit from. Um, you know, there's some single purpose narcotic dogs um, as well who are who are placed in the schools, too. So, so you have one of the dogs, right? Yes. So Quella, even though she initially was a personal protection dog, um, because of the role that she played with Canines for Cops, um, doing all of the media, you know, we've been on Dr. Oz, we've been on probably 25 different news news station videos, um, at least, interviews. We've been to the White House. We've been to the French Embassy. Um, we made Quella basically a glorified police dog. So she is now trained on suspect apprehension, building searches, vehicle extractions, and narcotic detection. She is a police dog now. She's a certified police dog um, because now she can demonstrate everything that our police dogs do on the streets or in the schools. Um, but she she can demonstrate that and then still be sociable where people can interact with her and people can see, okay, you know, yeah, this, this is what we want kind of deal. Um, wow, so that's unusual, isn't it? Uh, yeah, um, it is. Um, well, Quella's a freak, though. Like I said, I, I. But what breed is Quella again? She's a Belgian Malinois. And Malinois, as we determined earlier, they're just crazy. They're damn nuts. And so, how yes. did where did where did her nutty gene go? Where did her crazy yeah. gene go? So, I, I think it's because of the amount of time that I was able to put in with her. You know, so even when I lived at the ranch and I had her, she was with me twenty four hours a day. I mean, I was taking her. She was. She was. She was. She was she never left my side. And so I think being able to really mold her into what she became, um, she, she's a freak. I mean, you know, I have people who have trained thousands and thousands of dogs. They, they tell me she's a freak. She is one in a billion. There, there will never be another Quella. Um, you know, she, she turned 10 this year. Um, she's, she's a phenomenal dog. Uh, I get a little teary eyed talking about it. I'm a little choked up, but, uh, you know, so when I take Quella, um, because Quella is um, part of Canines for Kids, she, I, I don't take her in to, to search the schools for narcotics or anything like that. What I'm doing with her is taking her in for community engagement. Um, so she mm-hmm. kind of became our little community dog. And even though she's not owned by my department, my department allows me to take her into schools, um, community events, whatever it may be, anything involving children or the, you know, the community, whatever, I actually get to take her because Canine Le Mans is 
he's not nice. He's crazy. He, he he's an asshole. If we're putting it bluntly, um, <laughs> does he know he's an asshole though? Yes, yes. He's he's very very good at what he does, but he's an asshole and he cannot be around the general public. He's he's just he's he's very mean. Um. So you know that's where Quella. You know I'm so fortunate. There, nobody else has two dogs. I'm I'm telling you that right now. No nobody else has two dogs. Um. So the fact that I have two dogs that I can literally do both sides of this job, the the patrolling on the street, the taking the bad guys, and then also the community engagement and, you know, kissing babies and taking pictures. Like, it's just, it, it truly is like the best job in the whole world. And I, there, there's nobody else in my position like that. And so it really makes me that much more grateful and thankful for what I have been given, especially by Christy, you know, because I mean, ultimately she did give me both of these dogs. Um, so yeah, so we go in and, uh, you know, we just, do what we do and try to try to spread the word on what these dogs can um, assist with inside schools kind of deal. But a lot of that goes to the communities too, because again, all of these dogs are based off fundraising, you know, people donating mm-hmm. money yep. to canines for cops. Um, so it's not like canines for cops just, ha- or canines for kids has all of this money and can just, you know, go out and purchase these $15,000 dogs. It's, it's sourcing from the parents, you know, Hey, we want to keep your kids safe, but we got to have some, we, you have to help us be able to help you kind of deal. And so that's where, you know, the, the importance of all of the fundraising and stuff comes in. Yeah. That's go ahead, Steve. I was going to say, if people want to find, not that we're here at the end of the interview, but it's a good opportunity to tell if people do want to donate or find out more, where would they go to do that? Caninesforcops.org. So it's www.k9s, the number four, cops.org and all of the information where, uh, you know, you can donate, how to help. Um, it, it shows you every community, every department where these dogs are at. It lists them by state. Um, you know, so I, you know, there, there's just so much information on there that you can see. Um, we do a lot of fundraisers on the Facebook page too. Um, Mm -hmm. you'll see a lot of Quella's, you know, stuff on there. She, Quella, uh, does some funny stuff to raise money. So, (laughs) well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Don't worry, folks. We'll put the links on our webpage and in the show notes for the podcast. So you don't have to worry about it. Um, but let's go back to a little bit of that though. It's, it's kind of like, uh, Dr. Oz, I know that, uh, she got mad. Uh, I think it was at Chris Moore, right? Because they were going on Steve Harvey. She was getting one of uh, Steve Harvey's heroes things. Yes. And she showed up and she got totally sandbagged. She didn't know any of the dogs were there. Any of the people were there. And Chris even told her, I can't make it. I can't go. Correct. So, Correct. Yeah. But tell us, tell us about Dr. Oz, because, you know, you've got the daytime shows. Everybody kind of competes with everybody. So, but tell us about going to Dr. Oz with that. Was that another, did she knew that all the dogs were coming or was this another surprise? Yes. So Dr. Oz, um, it was actually just Quella. Quella was the only dog who went. Um, and it okay. was, uh, basically it was a plug for canines for cops. Um, one of her good friends, Bill Stanton, who used to be a, uh, NYPD detective, um, I believe. Uh, he does a lot of like personal protection stuff, that kind of thing. Basically, he was doing a segment on how to protect yourself from multiple different things. So I think uh, if you get stuck inside the trunk of a car or if you're out walking your your baby stroller and a dog comes up and attacks you kind of deal. So that's what he was on the show for. They decided to to basically kind of push canines for cops at the same time. And so what we did is because Quella is so good at what she does, Quella was actually the dog to demonstrate the bite, the, the 
you know, the dog attacking, you know, the person pushing the stroller or whatever. So, you know, she's in all of her canines for cops gear, you know, her harness and stuff, you know, so everything was a plug and a push for canines for cops. And so at the end, you know, after she got done demonstrating that, um, Steve Harvey talked, I'm sorry, not Steve Harvey, Dr. Oz, excuse me. Dr. Oz talked about canines for cops, what they do, you know, how to help, um, you know, kind of deal. So that necessarily wasn't a push or a, you know, um, like a demonstration for law enforcement. It was just one of those, hey, we have an in on the Dr. Oz show. Let's use it and push what we can kind of deal. And so, and so we did, Um, you know, uh, while we were up there, I took her to all sorts of landmarks, took pictures and, you know, a lot of the cool pictures that Quella has taken has actually led into other stuff. Um, you know, bigger sponsorships from, from companies who want to help, um, more exposure, uh, us getting on America's top dog. You know, we went to Hollywood, Los Angeles two years ago and filmed on America's top dog. Um, all because of, you know, some of the stuff that Quella had already done and people had seen, you know, kind of deal. Now, what it, it's not what Quella's done. Quella's a dog. Quella can't post a social media post. Quella can't do TikTok or Instagram. It's what you guys have done with Quella. So let's talk a little bit about that because um, before we get into the social media part, I want to just kind of close off on the role of, uh, you know, I want to go back to a serious topic for a minute, but, you know, we're all sitting, and, uh, this is not a gun debate, folks. Don't, don't, don't give us hate mail about, well, you just do gun control this. No, we're talking about the role of canines for kids or what a dog can do in a school. And I want people to really be clear about, you were just talking about that. So how does that work? You deploy a dog to a school. How does, give us in a scenario to where a dog can prevent something from happening um, under the canines for kids program. So let me just make it clear that a, a dog is not necessarily going to stop an active shooter. If somebody is in a school with a rifle or, you know, wherever, a dog is not going to be able to stop them because the chances of the dog even surviving that, you know, prior to the dog even make, even getting close enough to the suspect, you know, it, it, what's the saying? You don't take a, a knife to a gunfight, you know, kind of deal. So you don't necessarily take a dog to a gunfight, but what the dog can do leading up to those events. So we have dogs who are assigned to specific schools. Um, the dog is, is is stationed at the front. You know, yeah, some of these schools have metal detectors. Okay, but what if your school doesn't have metal detectors? Look at all of these kids and all of the backpacks that are coming in. So what yep. these dogs can do, they may not be able to necessarily stop an active shooter who has already made it into the school, but they can stop an active shooting situation prior to it happening because these dogs can detect a firearm inside a backpack or that has been placed in a locker. So these dogs, the canines for kids dogs, are searching backpacks. They're sniffing backpacks. They're sniffing lockers, trying to detect, you know, hey, is there a firearm? Hey, is there ammunition? You know, kind of deal. Because that's what that's the specific thing that these dogs are trained to find. And so, you know, yeah, a lot of school shootings have been thwarted because the school shooter, you know, may tell his friend, Hey, I brought a gun to, I I brought a gun to school today. Well, now it relies on that kid who he told to open his mouth and say something, right? Right. Well, what if that kid doesn't? So what if that kid, what if the, the kid who brought the gun is walking around or puts his backpack down, you know, you can't just go start opening up backpacks, you know, it's kind of the same, you know, I mean, they have to have, you know, some probable cause too, kind of deal. So when these dogs are searching these backpacks and they alert, you know, Hey, there's, 
there's something that I am trained to sniff, which is a gun, firearm, ammunition, whatever, um, in this bag, you know, so the dogs can be the frontline defense on that, stopping these weapons from even making it into the school. Um, and so that is, that is the, the biggest asset that these dogs can do and not, ju- not just firearms either. These dogs can detect narcotics too, you know, other, other dogs, you know, can detect narcotics. So, you know, we've, we've all seen where kids are getting these gummies that look like SpongeBob or minions, you know, they don't know what they're taking. They're, they're methamphetamines, they're MDMA ecstasy pills shaped like cartoon characters. And, you know, again, what canines for kids can do is, is place a narcotics dog in these schools too, who searches backpacks, who searches lockers, who searches the bathrooms where kids are, you know, hiding this stuff under toilet toilet paper holders and stuff. So canines for kids purpose, um, is, is just so, so important because these dogs really are the frontline defense. Like I said, for stopping firearms and narcotics from even entering into the school. Man. So give us a scenario. So like, uh, you got kids walking into the school, um, you know, and a lot of folks, they've heard some of the episodes, so they, they understand some of the differences, dog, like passive or active. So, but in a case like this, when they're just sniffing for firearms, how does that, is that dog an active dog? Is it a passive dog? How do you receive the alert that something has happened? So it just, it just depends on the dog, um, and how they were trained. So you, you know, you've seen the dogs in the airports, um, the mobile odor detection dogs who are basically walking around sniffing people and or bags as they're as they're moving through the airport so kind of the same thing you know the dog um whatever it may train to do uh whether it be sit um which would be a a passive alert or you know maybe it barks which would be you know kind of an active alert um so it it would just kind of depend on what the individual dog and and handler are trained to do but yeah i mean if the dog does detect whatever it may be trained on, whether it's the firearms or the narcotics, whatever, um, you know, that handler is trained to know what that behavior change from the dog is and know that, hey, whatever he just did, whether it's sit, bark, lay down, whatever, um, he now knows that that dog has hit that odor that he is trained to detect. Yeah, I mean, that's just, because you think, I, I think about that too, about all the ones that have, um, you know, been caught coming in with the backpack. And that's, like you say, that's the wrong time to find it. If it's already inside the school, then it can become a threat. You want to prevent that that stuff from getting in there. How has, I mean, you're down, you're down in Texas. I mean, this is, this is your home state. This is your area. How has that changed the view of how people view protecting the kids at school? I think it's amplified it. Um, you know, I just, I just worked to school the other day for, for a side job and, you know, they have signs posted outside big, big billboards that say, Hey, our staff is armed and we will protect our kids at all costs. Five years ago, you didn't see that. 10 years ago, you mm-hmm. didn't see that, you know? Um, but now schools are really starting to take it seriously and, you know, um, canines for kids just, you know, can help with that so much by providing these dogs, who can go in and, you know, sniff these backpacks, sniff these lockers, even sniff the vehicles in the parking lot, you know, because if they have ammunition or, or, you know, anything in their vehicles, I mean, these dogs are still going to be able to, to detect that. Um, you know, so, I mean, they are, they are just a great asset to not only police departments serving the streets, but also school 
ISDs, you know, uh, just whether it's elementary, middle school, high school, college campuses, whatever, you know, uh, Christy now, you know, speaking of college campuses, A&M, Christy has started a canine program there, uh, you know, they have dogs from canines for cops, um, you know, who sweep the the stadiums and stuff for explosives. Um, you know, so these dogs just, they're, they're phenomenal. They're expensive. And again, that's why we need everybody's help on, on fundraising and, and help purchasing these dogs, but what they can do, I mean, it's oh, just yeah. the, the, I mean, it outweighs, it outweighs the cost, you know, I it's I just saw a picture on the line just now of uh, LSU has one of Christie's dogs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you there, know, there's and quite the a few. Thing is, we got dogs out there sniffing the cars when I was in high school. It wasn't unusual to have your deer rifle, your shotgun, right, hanging in the back window of your yep. truck, right, <laughs> or because you were in the rifle club. I we had a rifle club for yeah. our future farmers of America, FFA. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. My my high school was was small. You know, it was a small town, rural community, and you know everybody went and hunted deer and yes, you know shot shot did. wild hogs. And so yeah, they always had you know shotgun shells or shotguns in their trucks. But now, huh? Uh, no. Man, if you had yeah. done a gunshot residue test on half the kids in my high school, would have tested yeah. positive. <laughs> on that stuff because yeah. yeah we were just out shooting before we came in hey but let's let's talk about how you've been able to raise awareness and one of those ways murph you're you're the one who did the research on it tell me about this little viral lip syncing dog how does a dog lip sync well it's probably better that that uh, uh Matt, i'm sorry i started to say christy but madison explained to it but i'm looking at the video and it's funny because i'll show you here on my other laptop it just happened to stop you right in the middle the dog's ready to bite and look like you yep. look like. <laughs> let's let's talk about so, that, Madison. So how that happened? Um, you know, any anytime something negative happens in law enforcement, um, you know, the the community just either a they they tear us apart or they build us up, um, right. and so sometimes law enforcement agencies will do something silly, whether it's a lip sync video or a dance or, you know, whatever. Remember when they used to have the challenges, somebody would the have challenges. a song. And- yes. Yes. The challenges. Yeah. And so that's exactly how this got started. This was a couple years ago. It was during that lip sync challenge. There was one, mm. one cop, I don't know, down in like New Mexico or something. I don't, I don't even know, but he videoed himself lip syncing to a song. And it went viral because, you know, he was a good looking cop, whatever people just, they loved it. And so then all the other cops started doing the same thing. So mm-hmm. again, because Quella is a freak, I, I literally can, she, y'all, she's a freak. She, she is a freak. Um, and, and yes, I, I do. And, and I know you said it wasn't all Quella, but yeah, I, I do give all of the credit to Quella because if she wasn't the dog that she is, none of this would be possible. I mean, I have two other dogs in my house right now that there, there's no way I could get them to do any of this, you know? So it, I, I will give 99.9% of the credit to Quella. I'm just her, her chauffeur and I'm fortunate that I was chosen. <laughs> I'm, I'm fortunate that I was chosen to hold her leash. I am just her, her leash holder. Um, you know, funny, my cats are the same way. It's, there's an old saying, cats don't have masters, they have staff. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm just simply the staff. Yeah, I, I am I am her agent. You know, people, you know, and it's funny, I, I promise I'll get back to what I was going to, but, you know, it's funny, I will get emails asking, hey, can Quella come to this event? It's not, hey, can can Deputy Madison come to the event or can, yeah. hey, can you come? No, it's always asking for the dog. And I'm like, yes, I'm her agent. She will be there, you know, kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, all of these lip sync videos started happening and um, 
there hadn't been any dog ones. And so, you know, Christy, she sends me a text and she says, we need a dog lip sync video. So I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking, hmm, how can we do this? And then I was like, you know what? Who let the dogs out? All I have to, it's barking. That like Quella can lip sync to the barking part. So y'all, and, and it's funny because I re- I've received so much praise, but also so much backlash from this video and, and I'll explain why. So oh, for God's sakes. Okay. Yes, I got to hear this. Yes. Yeah. So we have, uh, you know, we're fortunate we can take our patrol cars home. So mm-hmm. I work night shift. Okay. So Christy sends me a message during the day. Hey, we need, we need a video. So again, I'm like, okay, well, cheesy let's just do who let the dogs out whatever so i literally throw my uniform shirt on in my vest i'm in shorts and flip-flops okay because you can't see that I similar take, to the way you're dressed yes now. yes yes <laughs> which y'all y'all can't see so that's okay so i go out to my car which is parked okay it is parked in my driveway i put quella in the back seat you know in the dog compartment i open up the the sliding door so she's like right there and i put uh my my car at the time has Bluetooth, so I put the song on Bluetooth, and I'm holding a Kong, a toy in my right hand, so she will look directly at the camera. Because you know, there, there's secrets to doing this. Yeah. Um, so I I'm, you're exposing all the tricks to yes, the trade. Yes, I am. Yeah. So to explain all of this backlash that I received. So again, let me let me just reiterate: my car is parked in my driveway. So I'm holding her toy with my right hand, and then I'm holding my camera, my my phone camera, videoing in my left hand. So again, I turn the music on, you know, it's going, who let the dogs out? And then I give her the, the her, her little signal, which y'all, we didn't even practice this, but one time prior to filming. And, you know, like I said, this dog will do anything. If I tell her to, to stand on her tail on a fire hydrant, I promise you she would figure out how to do that because she just, <laughs> she loves to serve me and, and do whatever I ask her to do, no matter how stupid it is. So... I'm, again, I'm holding the camera in my left hand. My right hand is holding her toy, getting keeping her focus at the camera, which clearly if you if you watch the YouTube video, um, you'll be able to see. So I'm telling her, you know, I'm giving her the command to bark when it says who let the dogs out. Woof, 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 you know. Yeah. And so I received a lot of backlash because people thought I was driving because the camera is moving. So they're like, oh, she's driving as she's videoing this. No, the camera's moving because I'm holding two things, singing, you know, lip syncing. Y'all, the, the comments were insane. They commented about my makeup. They commented about about how, you know, people dissected this video and was like, look through the back window, the windshield. You can see that she's driving because stuff is moving. I'm like... Let me pull up my security footage on my house and show you. I walk to my car, half-dressed and in my uniform and flip-flops. I'm in park. I get out, you know, like the vehicle never moves kind of deal. And it's just, it's hilarious. So we originally had posted that onto YouTube, uh, I'm sorry, onto Facebook. And within a matter of like hours, we were getting new uh, calls from news stations all around the world. Hey, we want to we want to share this video. Can you know, can we share it? So I think combined total, it had over 70 million views through all of the outlets, uh, Facebook, YouTube, um, all of the all of the news media outlets. It, ha- it had over over 60 to 70 million combined views. So I'm like, man, I wish I could have gotten paid for this. <laughs> 
yeah. That's oh, all. Yeah. Murph Murph gets five or six views a day just on a, all his own. That's it. That's but it. yeah, so That's so something something so like fun and just you know lighthearted. People still found a way to to bash. You know, oh, she's you know driving. What? They always will. Always. Uh, but. The whole thing about the makeup, though, do people not know you just got up and throw yourself together to get into Y'all, the car? Uh, I mean, I, I, I received comments about my eyebrows, about my mate, like everything. And it's just like people have nothing good to do but to pick people apart. And I mean, I, I could do nothing but laugh, um, you know, because it, it really is funny. Um, I, I received quite a few marriage proposals as well, um, which any, anytime my picture gets posted on the on the Facebook with the dogs and stuff, I, I do. I get a lot of proposals or, you know, hey, now, come pull me over. Are they proposing? Are they proposing to you or you and Quella? Oh, I don't know. We're a package deal. So, you know, it's funny. Um, I'm going on a year dating my my current boyfriend and, and prior to meeting him. My, Hello, my, boyfriend. She said current boyfriend. You haven't <laughs> achieved permanent status yet. Current. Yeah, there, there needs to be a ring on that to achieve permanent status. But um, it was funny because my profile said uh, just a dog mom searching for a dog dad. So they knew I was a dog. Like it was a package deal. I literally took yep. Bella on some of my dates. Like this is it, it's a package deal. <laughs> oh, OK. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, let's hear that. Let's. I want to hear about how. Let tell us about a date where you brought Quella. How How does that go? How do you? Well, because how do you do something like that? Well, because here in Texas, you know, especially in our area, um, it's it's very dog friendly. So a lot of the restaurants and stuff have like friendly patios where you can bring your dogs, and it's just so fun. And like I said, I've literally gone around the world with Quella, so I take her everywhere. Um, she's like she's like my little sidekick, and so. I'll get dressed up, whatever, and off we go. You know, we'll go, we'll go walk down the waterway and, you know, have dinner or whatever. I'll, I'll order her chicken nuggets or whatever she wants. And, you know, she'll get some French fries and, but yeah, so I did, I took her on a couple, um, you know, okay. It wasn't ever the first date, I don't think. Um, but you know, I got to make sure that my dog likes them too. Um, and again, you know, people are crazy. I mean, I've, you know, Bella's like my little, my little concealed carry now was there ever a date that didn't go so well to where you decided you needed to deploy quella to no, save you no never no, no, no never needed to do that <laughs> good <laughs> that, that probably would not have ended well <laughs> well that there would be no second date i guarantee you right. <laughs> for either right hey on a more serious note, have you ever had a situation to where you needed Quella? No, but I do remember that there was one time uh, when I was living at Christie's house in Houston, going through the police academy. Um, I had stopped at a gas station uh, to get gas and I had gone inside. And again, I had left the sunroof open and there was some guy and it's, it, I'm not going to say it's a shady part of town, but looking back and, and knowing now there is a lot of stuff that does occur in that area. Um, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm only a couple miles from the house, you know, it's on the other side of the freeway. I needed gas. It looked like a nice shell station kind of deal. Um, but you know, and again, it might've been, I'm, I'm a little naive at this point. Um, cause you know, I just moved from a small city to Houston, you know, like, uh, you know, still going through the police Academy. So you, you don't fully know like what, the streets are about, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can read, you can read the news and see all that, but until you actually see it, some people are, you know, there. you're just naive on it. And so I remember, um, I was getting gas and I had run inside to get, oh, and I had, I had just gotten pizza. 
So I had a pizza that was sitting on the center console and I was like, Quella, you better not eat this, you know, kind of deal. Um, so as I was walking out, I noticed that these two guys had kind of started walking towards me. Um, they had been standing on the corner of the store when I walked in. And then when I was coming out, they kind of started making their way towards my vehicle. And if I remember correctly, there was only myself and one other vehicle in the parking lot at the time. And it was during night, you know, night hours. I'm not going to say it was like midnight hours, but I mean, you know, it was definitely dark time. Um, and so I got closer to the vehicle and Quella is just target locked on them. Um, and she, she's the type, anybody who even gets close to the vehicle, regardless of who it is, she goes off. I mean, she is barking and, and just showing her teeth. I mean, her lips are full, full pulled back. Just, you know, I mean, just like werewolf growling, like you see this and it's like, Ooh, never mind. So she did. I, I didn't even have to tell her. Um, she sees these two guys starting to get too close to the vehicle or, you know, too close to me, whatever. And she starts barking and I'll tell you what, they turned and went the other way. Um, if I needed her, like I said, that sunroof was open and she had positioned, positioned her paws on the center console on top of the pizza. So that kind of made me feel good. Like, okay, hey, my dog's going to not eat this pizza because she's too concerned about protecting me, you know, kind of deal. Um <laughs> So yeah, but now your pizza tastes like cardboard it's been <laughs> smashed together. But you know what? It to- totally worth it's all it. Good. Uh, yeah, to- oh, totally yeah. worth it. But yeah, you know. So I just that. Yeah, I mean, I I think she might have thwarted that. You know, because at the time, I mean, I you know, I'm not even a police officer yet. I don't I don't have a gun on me or anything. You know, um, Quella Quella was my protection, and so you know, I did. I literally took her everywhere we went, and not only for protection wise. Don't don't take that the wrong. But she really is like my best friend. I mean, that is, that dog has, you know, I've been with her eight years now. Um, and I just, I can't imagine, I, I, I don't know how I lived before her, but I can't imagine life without her. Um, just because of all the amazing stuff that we have done together. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's my little shadow. She literally goes anywhere and everywhere with me. Um, but I do, I do believe that she thwarted that, you know, from potentially something stupid happening. Well, you know, most of us like our pets better than we like people we hang out with anyway. Right. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> there are some people, if they disappeared, wouldn't bother me a bit. But you take away my pet. Hey, before we go, though, um, Steve, you're the one who brought this up. So I'm going to let you close out with the story you wanted to. Yeah, so I would, I'm doing some research today uh, before we brought Madison on. And, and uh, if you Google Madison Sperry canine, the first article that pops up is about Madison's involvement with a Young six-year-old cancer uh, survivors. Okay, say survivor. Uh, so she she passed away. She did end up passing away. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not sure I can go any further because I'll start tearing up. This <laughs> <laughs> read the article. It's, so what happened? You were introduced. Well, you tell a story. You tell it better than I will. So, um, you know, like like I said, my dad did pass away from cancer. Um, when Mm -hmm. I was 16. And so that, that's the whole reason that we were here in Texas. And so, um, I had seen an article on Facebook and, and like I said, you know, Quella, my, my department lets me use Quella for everything, um, Mm -hmm. anything and everything. Um, it's, it's one of those, I almost don't even have to ask permission. I just go and like, they, they love it. Um, I had seen somebody share something about Abigail on Facebook, um, something about how she had just been diagnosed uh, terminally ill with cancer and that um, a local police department was going to swear her in because she had her dreams of becoming a police officer. 
And so I was like, you know what? I want to meet her. And so I reached out to um, that department who I actually knew. Um, I had actually previously worked with that chief's son. So I had a little bit of a connection, reached out to them. They got me in touch. So I actually went down and did a school visit at her school, um, took Quella, met, met Abigail, fell in love with her. I mean, she just was such a bright, bright soul. Um, and she just so happy and so full of life. And it's like, how, why, why do bad things happen to such good people, you know, Mm kind of deal. Um, she felt, she fell in love with Quella. Um, I taught her Quella's commands. And so it's, it's funny. We, uh, they basically did a, a giant school show and tell of me, Quella and Abigail. So they brought us up on stage and uh, Abigail gave Quella her commands. You know, we, we did all of this. We did like a little hide and seek. You know, we, we hit mm-hmm. the ball. Quella went and found it. You know, it, it was all about Abigail and Quella. Um, right. You know, that, that's what it was. I just, I really wanted to meet her and I, I wanted her to meet my special dog. And so that then grew into, you know, we did a couple other things with them. Um, my department swore her in as well. And made her an honorary canine deputy. She is the uh, she's the only person I know in the history that has a dog on her ID badge because she got to take a ID picture with Quella. I'm jealous. I don't even oh. have that. Um, so yeah, so Quella has her own ID badge. You know, I mean, it was just this big, amazing, amazing thing. And you know. Quella, Quella became her police dog, you know, so anything Mm -hmm. that she needed Quella for, that was her police dog. Um, she was gonna, she wanted to fight the bad guys. And so Quella was going to help her fight the bad guys. So fast forward a little bit, um, canines for cops partners with the Houston rodeo, which is, if y'all don't know, it's one of the largest rodeos in the country. Um, it's, it's a huge, huge, amazing event. And the rodeo allows canines for cops to put on what we call hard dog, fast dog, which is an event uh, where the dogs, we basically, we showcase the dogs how fast they can get to a suspect and how hard they can take them down. So basically you have a bad guy standing at the end of the arena. The dog is released, runs real fast, bites them, takes them down. It basically puts on a show, you know, it's something cool. The crowd loves it. It's, It's always a crowd pleaser. Well, I asked Christy, I said, why don't we let Abigail and Quella compete? So, and and another cool thing about Quella is she had actually already competed in hard dog, fast dog with me as a civilian the first year I had her. Um, You know, again, it was one of those, um, Christy let me do it because it's Christy and it's her event. So I was the only (laughs) civilian who got to do it. Um, Quella was the fastest dog clocked at 35 miles an hour. She won the fast dog. Say what? What a minute. Roll back. Say what? 35 miles an hour is what Quella was clocked at. She was the fastest dog in Harris County. Um, nobody even came close to her that year, 35 and y'all, they, they clocked her three times. It, It was three runs at 35 miles an hour. So the first one wasn't a fluke. Um, I have been on my road bike at 35 miles an hour. And I thought if this, if I hit a rock, dude, I'm dying. You know, it's like, I've gone 40 miles an hour on that thing. It's like 35 as a dog. Oh my God. I'll never forget that 35 miles an hour. So anyways, Christy had already let me compete. And so it's, it's funny, you know, tying Chris Moore back into things, his dog Zico, 
um, we always kind of had like a friendly competitive banter, you know, Hey, Quella's faster than Zico, you know, kind of deal, which she was. Quella's smarter than Zico too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, always, you know, it was always funny, you know, Hey, Quella's going to, Quella's going to beat Zico, you know, kind of deal, which she did a, a few times. Um, uh, so anyways, Quella had already, you know, been the, been the fast dog champion and, and all sorts of things. And so I went to Christy and I said, Hey, you know, why don't we really push this? You know, it's going to be a really cool thing. Why don't we have Abigail come compete? You know, she's an officer, you know, kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And so they did, um, you know, they allowed it. Uh, so I brought Quella. Um, luckily one of my sponsors, Julius Canine, um, sent me a really cool pink harness. We glittered it up. We decked it out for Abigail. You know, it, it just, it was awesome. Um, they sent me anything and everything that I needed for this. Um, cool. and so we went out there and guess what? She, uh, she took a bite out of cancer. Um, she, <laughs> she beat the bad guys. We actually won the, I say we, she won the event with Quella. She won the title of hard dog and fast dog. She was the overall champion. Um, I'll never forget when we were so we had, you know, we told the bad guy to stop, you know, whatever. And then Abigail gave Quella the attack command. And so Quella runs down there and I have video, um, you know, so we're running after Quella and Quella is attacking the, the, the bad guy. And you see Abigail throwing her hands up, jumping up and down, like, you know, wow, this is awesome. I mean, she just was so ecstatic, you know, like that, that was her little police dog. And this is what we just did. So we got Quella off and, um, you know, they announced that, you know, a couple minutes later we were the winners and that smile on her face. I, I still have the pictures. Um, actually some of them, uh, got blown up. Uh, one of my sponsors had them custom drawn for me. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, we, we got dipping dots after that. Um, you know, because all, yeah. all champions get dipping dots. That's what she had told me. Remind me she's, she's six at this time, you know, but I mean, yeah. this just so full of life. And, um, so that, that definitely was one of the coolest things that I've done. And again, um, if I hadn't had Quella, I would not have been able to, to be in that position right. to, to do stuff like that. And so that is again, why I give Quella so much credit because the dog, it takes a special dog to do what she has done. Anybody can hold her leash. Um, but it takes a very special dog to, to do that kind of thing. So, um, you know, like I say, I just, I just hold the leash, chauffeur her around and schedule her appearances. <laughs> <laughs> did Quella get uh, dipping dots? She sure yeah. did. She got her own. Yeah. I believe that picture go. is on the article. Oh. Um, but yeah, the, uh, she, you, there's Cause a, all champions get dipping. All dots, champions right. get dipping dots. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> now, the big question: Did you get paid to do that? No, uh -uh. I, I've never. So all you jackasses out there that are bad mouthing this young lady right here, kiss our ass. <laughs> she's taking her time, her dog, personal dog, hell to get to where she is right now, <laughs> and look what she's doing for your community. What have you done for your community? Yeah, so yeah, get on the front lines, pal, before you start bitching about stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're on your side. Yeah. Yeah. I can't run as fast as Quella, but by God, <laughs> we can throw a taunt. We can taunt people on this podcast. Yeah, and and, and just and just to reiterate, yeah, Quella is not owned by the county. 
Um, you know, she is my personal dog. So I, you know, I pay for everything for her, her vet bills, food bills, all of that. And so anytime that she does go with me, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's her personal time. No, we're not getting paid for that. Um, you know, I volunteer her. Yeah. Yeah. I I volunteer the dog. Um, but, but I, (laughs) but I love, like, I I don't have to get paid to do it. I love what I do. Um, And so, yeah, you know, any, anything like that, um, you know, we have an event coming up uh, that I partner with a uh, Houston police department and their gang, it's called the gang resistant education and training program. They take great program. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh, the great program. Uh-huh. So it's a, it's a lot of uh, underprivileged lower income area kids who might be exposed to gang violence and stuff like that. Um, I've, I've done it three, three or four years now in a row where I take Quella, we do a presentation with them. And actually last year, I'm, I'm going to do it again. It's in August. Uh, but last year, I, I mentioned that Quella was the fastest dog in Houston. Well, of course, all these kids want to race her. So I have a video. I, I We lined 10 kids up. You know, we selected 10 at the the uh, back of a uh, – we're on a basketball court. So they're on the foul line. I go to the other end. Quella is lined up with them. There's 10 kids. Quella's in the middle. And I say, on your marks, get set, go. And the race is on. Quella literally races all of those kids. She beat them, but she ran straight towards me. And I mean, those kids had so much fun doing that. I mean, you know, it's just, yeah. it takes a special dog to be able to do all of that. But yeah, I mean, she, she does all of this for free. I, I do all of it because I want to do it. Um, I'm dying laughing because again, I, you know, you're sitting there bored a couple of times, like on a plane or wait, Murph and I were just in San Diego last week at the gang conference. And so I'm scrolling through stuff and I see this the perfect video for dogs they've got this dog race going on and they just released like eight greyhounds or whatever and it's supposed to be following the mechanical rabbit well a real rabbit went across the track and you see these dogs going straight (laughs) then all of a sudden everybody makes a right turn and all these eight dogs are going over the fence and through everything going after the real rabbit it's like squirrel whoosh yeah it's I, i did see that and it is it is hilarious oh my god you're saying quell is a special dog and obviously she is but you're a special person that you're Thank giving you. up your time, your dog, and you've been, you know, you're friends with one of the sweetest ladies in the world, Christy Schiller. We love her to death. Yeah. You get to meet her sometime. She, oh, uh, I hope you do. And she's I, and she's right amazing. Quella's sitting right there just staring you in the eye. Yeah, she's, she's right here. She's like, I heard you talking about me again. Um, you said my name. Yeah. But yeah, if I could, ju- if I could just say one, one more thank you to, to Christy Schiller, you know, um, she really did change my life. Um, not just with, you know, taking me on at the ranch and stuff, but, you know, un- unknowingly to her when she did give me Quella, I mean, that that did change the the course of my life, you know. So I am forever, forever grateful for everything that she has done for me, um, what she continues to do for me, and not just for me, but for law enforcement, for the communities. You know, like I said, I mean, Christy has placed over 200 dogs now across the nation. And actually, there's one in Paris, France, too, which is why we were in Washington, D.C. at the French Embassy. Um you know, so I mean, the, the amount of good that one person has done is just as- astounding. And that was the dog's name, if I believe, remember right, was Liberté? Yes. Uh-huh. Liberté. Liberté. Uh-huh. Because that is French for Liberté. Yes. Steve, in case you didn't speak French. <laughs> with my outrageous French accent. Yes. And, and for those wondering, yes, that is Quella on stage pretending to be Liberté because <laughs> we, <laughs> the dog we was not. We didn't have Liberté he, yet. He was okay. not stage ready. So Quella, Quella got to pretend to be him. <laughs> Quella's going, I'm a pro, I'm a pro. Now, before we close off, I mean, this has been an amazing story. Um, But tell us about Abigail, because Steve asked about that. So when did, what, what, 
when did she pass away? So she ended up passing away back in 2019, uh, back, back in November, 2019. Um, and when we did the hard dog fast dog, it was in March of 2019. And so, um, you know, between that time. Is that, that time, the shirt I see where it says pray for Abigail 758 or was that yes. a year later? Yes. So, so pray for Abigail. Um, you know, they, they did a lot of fundraisers and stuff for her and her family. 758 was her badge number that she was uh, given when she was sworn into her initial department of Freeport um, who started, you know, this whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. And what's, what's unique about the 758 is she would write the, um, gosh, now, now I can't even, it's been so, uh, my mind is just all over the place. She would um, mix up one of the numbers and write it backwards. And so that kind of became her, her little signature. She would write the, uh, the seven backwards. So the Mm -hmm. seven, the seven would be backwards in the five, eight and she loved llamas. Um, and so, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that like I, I, my patrol car still has her llama, um, her llama decal on it which is kind of cool because, you know, we're, we're supposed to get permission for any decal that we even put on our county car because, you know. I don't see it, you it, asking for permission it, for something <laughs> like this. Um, I didn't have to. I did. But, yeah, it was one of those, uh, yeah, you know, no, yeah, absolutely yeah. do it. So, um, but, yeah, well, she she ended up passing away, forgiven. but still yep. still one of the coolest. And like I said, I have done some some pretty amazing things with Quella um, from – Hollywood to, to Washington, DC to, you know, everything in between. Um, but that was probably the most rewarding and most, um, just remarkable experience that I've ever gotten to do. I'll bet. And I mean, you, you guys have any, uh, uh, any, geez, I just lost the word. (laughs) Got any reason why we should not dedicate this episode to Abigail Arias? Nope. No reason. Let's do it. Consider it done. Cool. But we have to, we can't, we can't end on a sad note. We have to end on a fun note. So I want to ask you final question. What are the sleeping arrangements like in your house? Uh, Quella, <laughs> Quella gets to sleep wherever she wants. Um, so yes, I do have a king size bed. She is normally in between me and my boyfriend. Um, it's, it's one of those, we adjust to her. Um, she is, yep. she is the, oh, yeah. the queen of the house. So whatever she wants, she gets. Um, yeah, if she, if she is laying sprawled out sideways across the bed, we will adjust to that. You know, we don't want to disturb her. <laughs> I can attest to that. My daughter and son-in-law have a dog they call hops about 70 pounds and stuff. And there have been times where my daughter has, was getting ready to come into bed and hops has just completely taken over the other side. And it's easier for her to go into the other bedroom and get some sleep than it is to move the dog. Yep. Yep. <laughs> because Quella, she just, she loves to snuggle and she will, she will be right up there with you. So. And there's, there's one thing we want to see. If, I want to see if this will work because Morgan's always doing the technical stuff. But... <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There, there she is. <laughs> So, so it's, you know, it's funny, you know, people were, you know, yeah. Um, I, I got her to lip sync, you know, she, she barked in, in place of the, the barking and, um, you know, she, oh, and, and I, I did forget to, to say a lot of people gave me backlash on my lip sync because I forgot some of the words. So my lips are moving to the wrong words. And I said, well, at least my dog didn't forget her words because all it is is bark. (laughs) As they say in Hollywood, the dog nailed it. Yes. (laughs) 
Well, this took a couple directions I was not expecting. And so, Madison, I got to tell you, this was fun. First of all, D is for diploma. Never heard that before. D is for diploma. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I'd thought of that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Just just remember that. It's still passing. You still get that piece of paper. D for diploma. (laughs) Yeah, but you didn't settle for that later. That's good. And just just the stories and stuff. It's like... We have loved the the people that Christie's introduces on like this because it really allows us to look at even though we've had a, a you know now quite a few canine episodes. I think mm-hmm. we'll have to turn this into a a collection of canine and uh, do it on late night. Now the Roncomatic you know canine package you can get yours for nineteen ninety five Murph if you just order now. <laughs> right. Here's how to order. No, but uh, but these 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 dogs are amazing animals and uh, people forget is that it's not it's. You know, even though technically they're like a tool for you, they become far more than that. And it's that bond. It's that indescribable bond between a dog and its handler. Absolutely. That make these things work. And that's, you know, I I just hope people realize that when they see somebody out there with a dog, the thousands of hours that go into training that dog, maybe for just that one time, one event, like we talked to uh, Chris about where he made a split second decision to turn Zico loose take the knife out of the guy's hand. Otherwise he would have been lit up by a SWAT team. He saved a guy's life because he turned his dog loose and took the machete out of that guy's hand. So, I mean, these split second decisions, people can Monday morning quarterback all they want, but when you're out in the field making a split second decision, you got to have a highly trained four, you know, four legged, you know, policing machine with there with you. And so we are glad, so glad we had you on. Well, thank you guys for having us. And and like I said, you know, I'm just, I'm fortunate to be in the position where I'm at. Thank you again, Christy Schiller for, for everything. And, um, you know, Morgan and Steve, thank you guys for, for having me. It was a, it was a true honor and pleasure. No, truly our honor. Is there some place that if people want to follow you, they can find you? Um, so yes, I do have uh, Quella's Instagram. So it is under K. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Quella. It's not me. <laughs> um, but you can follow her on Instagram, and it's K nine, the number nine, and then Q U E L L E. K nine Quella, all one word, no no um, underscores or anything like that. You can follow us along. Um, I also post K nine Lamans on there as well. It's just under K nine Quella. Um, so, but yeah, you can follow along to all of our stuff. I always post, you know, anything that she's doing, um, department wise, any appearances, that kind of thing. You know, I, I like to show off what she's doing just because she is so cool. And then, you know, I'll post some of Lamont's, uh, you know, cool things that he can do too. So, but yeah, follow along and gotcha. there it is. Yep. There it is. <laughs> all that good stuff. Well, Hey, look, folks can't see me, uh, Madison, but this is me saluting you saying, thank you for your service there, deputy. Thank you for everything that you're doing, especially with everything that's going on in Texas right now. Um, you make sure you stay safe. Keep that body armor on you Always. and all your dogs. Always. When, yep. it, when applicable. And you stay safe. And we, we may have to have a return uh, visit just to find out. We've got to find out the adventures of Canine Quella. That could be a whole book. It, you need to write a book. It could. It, you know, and I've, I've thought about that. Um, it, it would be... I'm going to call Christy and have her text <laughs> you right now say, I need a book by tomorrow morning. And there will be a book there, by there tomorrow morning. There will be a book by tomorrow morning, yes. Truly, <laughs> hey, thank you for being on here. Thank you, guys. Be safe out there. Keep out the fantastic job you're doing. Don't let anybody drag you down. You're strong enough that yeah. that's not going to happen. We learned that today. But we're proud of everything that you and Quell and Lamonds are doing out there. So keep it up, young lady. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate keep that. All right, so we're bringing this to a close. We are dedicating this episode to Abigail, and we will make that uh, announcement to at the beginning of it. Everybody else, stay tuned for the debrief. 
Well, what did I tell you? Not only was that a hell of a story to end up with, uh, and, and I love the way you did the dedication. You want to dedicate it to that brave little girl who, um, you know, unfortunately didn't make it. But just, uh, you know, you get so impressed with what Madison did to make somebody's life just a little bit better. Absolutely. And that's why I asked her, I said, Madison, because people think, well, she's getting paid for this. And I, and we specifically asked her, did you get paid for that? No, she was on her own time. She's donating her own time to do the right thing. And that's typically what happens in law enforcement. You know, I've, I've spoken at a couple conferences here the last couple of weeks. And, and the sad thing is, you know, one, one bad cop spoils the reputation of the 99.9% of good cops out there. So, uh, Madison, what an inspiration you were. Thank you for, for bringing some, some laughter and some bright light into that young lady's life. God bless her. I, she's got to be in heaven right now, looking down, smiling, you know, thinking about the good time she had with you and, and Quella. And I will tell you this, too. If you're listening to this and you are Madison's, as she said, current boyfriend, you better make sure you put a <laughs> ring on it. Like she said, I love the way she says, well, he's my current boyfriend. Ah, we got All that. Right. So, pal, if you're listening, whoever you might be, dude. <laughs> Better put a ring on it quickly. All right. Yep. So, guys, we hope you enjoyed that. We certainly did. And I'll tell you, one of the fun and most, but most inspirational episodes we've done in a long time. And so we just really appreciate it. So, And thank you to Madison. And, again, thank you to Christy Schuller for mm-hmm. sending these people our way. So, hey, if you enjoyed that podcast, head on over to Apple and Spotify. Hit those five stars. Let us know what you thought of this episode and what we can be doing to make your listening experience even better. On the other thing, uh, on the, what's the, what's that other thing? And, you know, the thing, right? It's that GameOfCrimesPodcast.com <laughs> website we have. You know, the thing. Yeah. Uh, for more info about the show, like I said, we'll be constantly updating it. We've got books, merch, um, all that good stuff on there. But follow us on social media at Game of Crimes on Twitter, at Game of Crimes Podcast on Facebook and the Instagram. PayPal.com. Use our email, GameOfCrimesPodcast at gmail.com or PayPal.me slash GameOfCrimes whatever it makes it easier for you. But Steve, as we end up with every show, where do you got to be? Where you got to be? Where do you have to be? You got to get over a Patreon and just, you know what? Just try us out for a month. Listen to some of the content on there. Yeah. You know, I mean, I did 12 hours of interviews just about the, the uh, Escobar investigation, which we didn't even go that in depth with Netflix. So check it out. If you don't like it, then cancel us. But uh, once we get your credit card number, we got you. Oh, don't, sorry. Don't, don't use the C word. Don't say that. Did I say oh, that God. out loud? Don't you say that out loud. <laughs> hey, but look, guys. Hey, look, it's uh, this is a free country. You like us, stay with us. If you don't like us, hey, you know, that's fine too. But give us a shot. We'd really appreciate it. But hey, again, as always, we want to thank you guys. And stay tuned. We got some great episodes coming up, folks. I guarantee you. So make sure you hang in there with us. And make sure the other thing, you know, I don't think we tell people, just go hit that subscribe button, whatever platform you're on. Hit subscribe so that the episodes are delivered to you effortlessly every single week, twice a week when they come out. And you know what? One thing that we're coming up on, Murph, when this comes out, uh, this is going to come out on the 27th of June. The 28th of June will be exactly one year since we launched our podcast. So, And look at that. And that's our 55th episode in one year. How do we do that in 52 weeks? Uh, it depends on how you can. If you're from we're West good. Virginia, we're, we're good. good. <laughs> that's right. Hey, by the way, too, uh, you know, and like I said, we haven't missed a week yet. So that's, that's kind of our thing. We'll be doing that. So we want to make sure we put something out every single week, but thank you guys coming up on our one year anniversary. Thank you guys for hanging with us. And thank you most of all for playing the biggest, the baddest, the most canine friendly and dangerous game of all the game of crimes. 